following broadcasts do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. That's right. Tony. Tony. Bruce. Bruce. And the Monty Man. Yes, indeedy. Welcome to the great reality here at Take 12 Recovery Radio on the Take 12 Recovery Radio show with Tony. Hi, Tony. Good morning. Bruce. Good morning. Good morning. And Nala. Nala Bear. She's sleeping. (laughs) She what? (laughs) Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Sometimes your songs are so impeccable, like the timing of them. (laughs) Don't do it. That was another Sammy Davis Jr. song. Sammy Davis sang weird songs. Yeah, that was the theme song. You know what that theme song was, too? (laughs) Goodness. Bruce, you know what that theme song was, too? No. That You don't? No. Let me look it up. (laughs) Where did I put it? (laughs) It's to the jail song. You know, I thought thought Sammy Davis... Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking of the wrong... Don't do the crime. Uh, I actually yeah. know. Yeah. No, that, yeah, I, I was mixing that up that, with somebody else. That was Beretta. The cop show, Beretta. Beretta. Mom yes. and Dad, you'll have to tell me what the show is yeah. later. Yeah, he, had, he had the bird that sat on his shoulder. Yeah, the cockatoo. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what they're called. <laughs> I don't know why. There's cockatoos and cockatiels. Cockatiel yeah. on a cop. Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy oh, Davis Lord. Jr. sang the theme song to that. He was part of the. And y'all say we He was have part of the shows. original Ocean's Eleven. Oh, I heard of that one. Ocean's Eleven. I is that a movie? Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. series. It's a series of movies. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I thought. It... Yeah, he he was part of the original. Oh, was he really? Mm-hmm. I never watched that series. Yeah, I never watched the Born series either. Well, he was and that, that one he was that out. group of people that in Vegas they all hung together. Oh yeah, the Rat Pack. Mm, the Rat Pack. He yeah. was part of the Rat Sammy Pack. Sammy Davis Jr., uh, uh, Bing Crosby, uh, uh, Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Was there another one? Yeah, Dean the, Martin. No, the no. guy that was connected to the White House. About what was his name? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll think of his name. I just can't think of it right. Lawford, Peter, Peter. Oh, Peter Lawford. Yeah, Peter Lawford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christopher Kennedy Lawford was his is his son. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been on the show, by the way. Well, I'm glad you finally said something, you guys, because you said Rat Pack a few times, and yeah. I had no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of that '80s movie. Yeah, but that was a takeoff from this thing that from we're talking about. The Rat about. Pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Where they all and went the to detention. the original movie, they, they made another one. Oh, you're one. thinking That's, of the Buddy Holly La Bomba movie. No, 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 no. Ocean's Eleven, it, the first movie that was made was, the original one was like Dean Martin and uh, 
Sammy Davis Jr. and Peter Lawford and yeah, the, not the new Ocean's yeah. Eleven one. The, the, the and then they made one, the another one, one, and that's what you think is the new one. No, it's the one where they all go to detention for the day, where it has like Molly Ringwald in it. That's newer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. newer. She wasn't even born yet. How was she in the movie? The original oh. movie. <laughs> she wasn't born yet. We are very confused. All right, listen. The uh, the what's top... in the green glass door? <laughs> what's in the green? Yeah, behind the green glass door. There's a smoky guy. Okay. <laughs> So, so the uh, topic this week is addiction in handcuffs. Addiction in handcuffs. <laughs> Should addicts uh, go to jail for being addicts? That's the question we will uh, address here in a few minutes. Um, but before we do that, hey, check this out. Um, so the Olympics, if you've been watching the Olympics. Off and on. I am not particularly an Olympic, you know, fan, although I'm you know, pro America, USA, Olympics, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I'm just not, I'm not a sports guy. I, I, I'm just not, it doesn't interest me. I, I think probably if I were to watch the Olympics, it would probably be the Winter Olympics. I, I like watching that um, a little bit more. But but for whatever it's worth, well, a 45-day stint in a rehab facility followed, and thankfully, Phelps, Mr. Phelps, ah, who was yeah. uh, sub- uh subsequently handed a suspended one-year prison sentence and a supervised probation term of 18 months, has since moved forward with the help of fiancé Nicole Johnson and later firstborn son Boomer. In an interview with Matt Lauer, Lauer asked uh, Phelps if Phelps viewed the time of his arrest as a cry for help. Phelps answered, I believe so. Yeah, I really do. I don't know, Phelps. And I honestly don't know. I know I have probably uh, moments where I've gone off the deep end and, when I shouldn't have. And I would stay, uh, say binged more than anything else. Uh, Michael Phelps, his uh, ferocious gold medal return to the pool, Rio 2016, made it clear he is serious about using the Rio Games to extend his legacy as the most decorated athlete in Olympic history. Mr. Michael Phelps, the uh, the water god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even people like him, addiction mm-hmm. touches Olympiads. Yeah, you know. But he's doing great. He's doing awesome. He's representing in an amazing way. Um, so go, Michael Phelps. Now check this out. This is nothing new, really. But in the eighties, Graham Nash from Crosby, Stills, Nash. Uh, appeared on MTV for an interview. The popular band had refused to make music videos, and Nash said the reason why was that he didn't want to provide the images that people would see when they heard the music. Instead, he said, that they should instead create their own internal and unique mental visuals to accompany the tracks. Today, as a consequence of our constant bombardment with screen-based media, mm-hmm. some experts believe that kids may have a harder time doing that. Uh, in other words, listening to the music and then just creating their own well, images yeah. in their head. These kids are called glow kids. Glow kids. Uh, a new book out on August 9th called Glow Kids, How Screen Addiction is Hijacking Our Children by Dr. Nicholas uh, Kaderis, one of the country's top addiction experts, details how compulsive technology usage and reliance on screens can neurologically damage the developing brain of a child the same way that drug addiction does. Through extensive research, clinical trials with diagnosed screen addicts 
and experiencing uh, threatening a variety of other types of addicts. The author explores the alarming reality of how children could be stunting their own creative abilities by constantly turning on and tuning in. Remember in the 60s it was tune out and turn on or something like that? Well, now it's they're turning on and tuning in. Oh. And they are... I agree. uh, They are cutting short their mental growth system in their brain Mm -hmm. by constantly being on these iPads, smartphones, and of course, most recently, kids literally walking off the sides of cliffs, walking into the ocean because of Pokemon Go. (laughs) I heard of that. Uh, Dr. Kaderis, who grew up playing Asteroids and loved Miss Pac-Man, discusses how game developers use tests to measure dopamine and adrenaline levels in order to make video games as addicting as possible. mm -hmm. So the tobacco industry isn't the only ones working on getting you hooked. The gaming industry is too, based on the dopamine and adrenaline levels they produce. Agreed. Thank you very much, Nintendo. (laughs) That's crazy. I have a really strong opinion about these type of things, and I'm glad we're doing this show today because uh, I'll voice a few of them. Yeah. So um, I just praise the good Lord that neither one of my sons really paid that much attention Mm -hmm. to these things. Now, my son's got a a PlayStation 4. He's got some games. Uh, They've had Xboxes. They've done that. But it's like 20 minutes and the, well, but and they're done. Yeah, you know, three weeks later, he may get on it for a little while mm-hmm. and and play a game, and then he's done. He's just not interested in being engulfed by these things. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's something that's entertainment for him on occasion, but it's just no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you ask a person yeah. that uses their phone all the time to put it down for two hours. Oh my gosh! And watch their attitude change. Oh, they'll get mm-hmm. mad. Yep. Okay, so. It, if that's the kind of thing that you should be able to see that and see that these addictions run deep, these obsessions yeah. are off the chart, you know? Yeah. And why couldn't it be the same way with drug addicts? That's a good question. That's a really good question. I mean, I know I'm no I'm no angel. I, lo- I love me some Facebook. I love me some, you know, Facebook games, but when it's time to actually, you know, do something, I well, the, the, I don't a, sit through whatever I'm supposed to be doing. Like, there's a question behind that one, you know, and it, it's uh, what's the root cause of this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. why is it? Why is society so access, acceptable or accessible to these obsessions? Yeah, these be- phones, these other things. Is it? What because, are we looking for? What, yeah, because what's the it payoff? comes. Yeah, it comes from all groups of people, people that aren't loved, people that are loved. You know what I mean? And yet they have these obsessions. You know, what is that all about? Well, I had actually was watching a show the other day, and um, they they asked the same type of question, and one of the answers were um, like, "Don't quote me on it," but. These people like me when real people don't. Yes. 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 That's right. They're loyal. It's the affection. They're lo- they're they're loyal. They're <laughs> there when I they're there when I call on them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't have to engage they at a listen. certain level, but I can engage whatever I want to. Um, they're my friend. See, if, yeah. you're, if you're willing to accept that, maybe you're willing to accept the the thing that 
maybe we're trying to replace something inside oh, that's lacking in us. And I believe it's all spiritual yes. of danger mm-hmm. in nature. So check this out. I watched the documentary the other night. There was all uh, uh, subtitles because it was in Chinese uh-huh. about a Chinese rehab center in China. And it's very military. I mean, it's run like a military base. Yeah. For addicts, um, gaming addicts, these kids. And I mean, these kids, they're sitting in, in a room with their parents, much like a drug therapy session. Mm-hmm. My dad hates me. I hate him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and the dad is crying his eyes out. And the kid, I mean, it, you would swear you were sitting in a, a, an episode of intervention on a and on the a and e channel when it mm, came to to, yeah. to drug addiction but it mm-hmm. wasn't a, it wasn't chemicals but it was because the brain chemistry actually rewires itself chemically mm-hmm. and they become addicted to the chemical reaction that is produced by the gaming to a point where they will step over their mother's grave to get another game those endorphins and and it was just and then the kids that that reco- that recovered and went through the treatment, mm-hmm. how 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 the reconciliation with their families took place and the freedom that happened, um, it it's the same stuff. And what is the bottom line? We're trying to fill a hole that's only shaped for God mm-hmm. with something else to make us feel a certain way because we're not happy with the way we feel. That's why. The thing that uh, Eve uh, used to talk about a lot was this gift of desperation Yeah, yeah. that comes, you know. Now, China is finally starting to see this because mm-hmm. you know how the gambling is. Right. You know, it, it's a true addiction is running wild, yep. you know, in that society. So they've come to this place where they're desperate. Mm-hmm. They have to try something. Yes. And if they're getting the right counseling and they're seeing these things heal, then I would push on that. And yeah. I would, I'd really focused on why is it this way? Well, and the sad truth to it is, too, a lot of parents don't want to parent, so it's a babysitter for them. The, the, oh, yeah. The cartoons. Yeah. The, Just like the TV The TV, used to be. the yeah. video games. Hey, I don't want to, you know, do this. I want to do this. Well, you don't want a parent. Why the hell did you have kids? I'm sorry. Right, right, right. An electronic cannot feed your kid. They cannot bathe your kid. They cannot discipline your kid. You're just ignoring them, so they're turning to something else. I mean, it's the real. So this one Chinese young man, I think he was like 14, he said, they they asked him, um, why would you rather do this? Mm -hmm. This was the initial interview, his intake. Why would you rather do this? Then go outside and play with your friends. Because his friends were coming over all the time, and he, yeah. he would turn them away. He said, because the real world is fake, and the fake world is, is real. Mm-hmm. That's wow. sad. That's so sad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But well, we'd the, have to dig into that. Oh. <laughs> but you know what? The, the, kid, right. the kid had amazing insight. You bet. Amazing oh, I'm insight. Sure. Because I think there was some truth to that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Unhealthy truth, but truth nonetheless. Yeah. All right. So enough of that. We're going to get to our topic: uh, addiction and handcuffs. Uh, should addicts be put in jail or prison because they're addicts? When we come back, but of course, when we come back, the first thing we're going to do trivia is a little take twelve trivia. So don't go away. Listen Why to this. I make everybody happy. <laughs> endorphins. I, I, endorphins. <laughs> All right. Don't go away. Check it out. <laughs> 
Hey everyone, it's the Monty Man from the world's oldest recovery talk and positive music radio station, Take 12 Recovery Radio. And as a CEO and radio personality, I have the opportunity and pleasure of attending many recovery events and concerts throughout the country. But none stand quite as tall as the Hope Fest. The theme, His Grace is Enough for You. This is the fifth annual event, and it's being held Saturday, October 22nd from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. in the beautiful Prescott Courthouse Plaza in Prescott, Arizona. Live music, local and national recording artists, guest speakers, free family fun zone, the Hope Serves Community Resource Fair, food and vendor booths, and so much more. This event is absolutely amazing. Please join me and my co-host and guest for the 5th Annual Hope Fest, Saturday, October 22nd in Prescott, Arizona. Visit HopeFestAZ.com and get involved. And now... And now... It's the Quiz of the Week. Cecil! Cecil! That's right, everybody. It's time for Take 12 Radio's Quiz of the Week. Sponsored by that recovery magazine, the 12-Step Gazette. Visit their website at 12stepgazette.com. Now, here's the Monty Man. Thank you, Cecil. I still want to meet Cecil. One of these days. (laughs) One of these days when you least expect it. All right. All right. Um... In honor of the the uh, topic of the show, addiction and handcuffs, should addicts go to jail for being addicts? Um, this is a, a little trivia surrounded around uh, TV cop shows. Ooh. TV cop shows. I like that one. So if you get it right, and if you get it wrong, there you go. You got this, Bruce. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My memory's not real well. <laughs> Number one, Good Morning Angels. Open each episode of Charlie's Angels. This actor was heard but never seen as the voice of Charlie Townsend. Was it John Forsythe, Mike Connors, Robert Conrad, or Glenn Ford? Forsythe. Bruce says John Forsythe. What'd you say there? I'm uh, going to go with him because I don't remember. You guys are correct. It was John Forsythe. <laughs> See, yes. I told you you had this. <laughs> Number two, the actor starred with Carl Malden in the streets of San Francisco before gaining fame as a leading man in Hollywood. Was it Steve McQueen, Tony Curtis, Michael Douglas, or Robert Wagner? The streets of San Francisco. I don't know what that is, but I'll just say Robert Wagner because uh, it sounds familiar. I don't know if that was McQueen or not. I know he did the... the you know, mm-hmm. rifleman thing. I mean, not the rifleman, but we had that. I'm going to go with Steve McQueen. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. It was Michael Douglas. <gasps> oh, I was going to say that, too. Dang it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I can't picture him in the role. but it, Right. I can't picture any of them. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Number three. All of these were trademarks of Le- Lieutenant Columbo, except one. All oh, these wow. were trademarks of oh, Lieutenant no. Colombo except one. Cigar, many secretaries, rumbled raincoat, old battered car. Many secretaries. Yeah, secretaries. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that was not a trademark of Colombo. I don't even know. I know of the show, but... <laughs> 
And it wasn't. I, I, as soon as he said it, I knew that was right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You got the hint. Yeah. All right. The hint. <laughs> She's got a bottle of water called Hint. Yeah. That means it's got a hint of whatever flavor is in it. All right. So here's your bonus, your last one bonus. Raymond Burr was lawyer. That's, per- a, that's the big guy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the big guy. Was lawyer Perry Mason for many years before he changed professions to become this TV police officer. Was it Carl Kolchak, Sergeant Del Ficcio, Chief Robert Ironside, or Detective David Toma? Ironside. I'll go with Bruce again. Yes, you're right. It was Chief <laughs> Robert Ironside. You bet. There we go. See? You doubted yourself. Okay, Michael. I lost on you. <laughs> All righty. We'll be back right after this. Check it out. Lifeline Connections, providing a safe, confidential, and comfortable place for hope, help, and healing in the Pacific Northwest. When I started receiving services at Lifeline Connections just over six years ago, I was so broken. I was homeless, I had a mental illness, and a a substance use disorder. By being able to treat my mental illness first, I was able to gain the tools that I needed to overcome my mental illness and to treat my addiction. Lifeline Connections has given me the hope and healing that I needed to get my life back in order. Today, I am proud to say that I'm a success. To speak with an addiction specialist, call 360-397-8246 or visit lifelineconnections.org. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since... I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison mm-hmm. And time keeps dragging on Dragging on Sounds like music my dad listens to San Antone <laughs> Johnny Cash Oh The Man in Black mm-hmm. That did sound like Cash Now, Johnny Cash, uh, for those who may not know Had his own demons when it came to alcohol and drug abuse um, the last, I think it was one of the last songs, if not the last song he recorded, uh, called Hurt, which mm. was all about addiction. Uh, but, uh, he understood very well addiction. He also understood very well recovery and he also understood very well a healthy relationship with the Lord. He was, uh, he was a strong Christian man and, uh, and passed away not, not too long ago. Uh, but he understood and he wrote about this stuff. Um, but the question this week is, should addicts go to jail because they're addicts? Now, this is an interesting question because people will read this question and not actually have read the question. Mm. The question is, should they go to jail because they're addicts? The question was not, should they go to jail if they behave in illegal manners? As I think it was if they're, because yep. they're addicts. The answer to that is a screaming absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I don't go to jail because I'm a diabetic. Yep. Now, here's here's the rub. It depends on if you think that addiction is an illness, like diabetes, or is it just a behavioral problem? If you think it's simply a behavioral problem alone, then you may be on board with they should go to jail simply because they're addicts. Yeah. But the question begs that we go deeper than just because they're addicts, right? Uh-huh. It really does. Because if we just left it there, 
then we could, you know, throw them into shock treatment and zip them into right behavior or mm-hmm. some crazy thing like that. Well, here's here's uh, two answers to that on Facebook that Tony, you put out there that you want oh. people to at, uh, ask. Uh, uh, Melissa R says, yes, absolutely. Maybe being in jail will help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jeff M said, who is in recovery himself? Yeah, it's It's funny. Those of us in recovery can really be rough on people sometimes. <laughs> he says, no, it costs too much to house them and taxpayers can't afford it. So make them work hard and pay immediate restitution. And if they show promise, let them out. Mm-hmm. If not, and this is where he gets a little rough, send them to a desert island far away from us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I read that. I was like, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like really? <laughs> I can, give a, I can give a little insight, and a lot of people might not remember it because it's been a while now. Mm-hmm. But in California, they had what they called green hornets, and that's where they picked people up and they put them in green instead of the other colors they had. Really? Yeah, they, they put them in green, they put them in the hospital ward, and they watch them detox. And then if they they're addicts and they they you know they think they're addicts and they detox, then they send them to the psych ward. And they go through that, and then they get civil commitments to a place called CRC, California Rehabilitation Center. Right, I remember Now, these CRC. are just addicts. Yeah. See? They have N numbers. Okay. My number is N28834. Wow. They, they did that to me. We expect you to show up in green next week. Well, it's <laughs> not just a green, but that's how, where they got the name. I couldn't. People want to know why they were green ordinance. It, it was. Did they do this with people that did not break the law? And they did it with people that broke the law. Now, people, so both. Yeah, and you wow. could get a five-year commitment if you was just a green hornet, and you'd get a seven-year commitment if you had a crime. Mm-hmm. See, it used to be two and a half and five. But they changed that because of the way the laws were going. Right. How did it work? I mean, did it work well? It didn't work. It didn't work. Interesting. It didn't work. They even tried bringing these guys in for a while, and they would just go after they took the women out from on the hill, and they put the guys up there, and they they just, like, rotated them. You'd come in, spend 30, 60, 90 days, and go home. Right, right. Right, and that was just blowing me out of the water. Right, I thought, oh, maybe that would help. That they would teach these guys, hey, they they're not going to allow you to do this. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. Yeah, wow. So, but it didn't work, and uh, it it made a lot of people uh, pretty mad. And then it took it saved a lot of people from going back to the joint. So, we had that pro and con going there. But did it help? No. Yeah, it, it didn't. Yeah. And there was uh, a lot of reasons I think it didn't help. They were trying to change our behaviors and force us to do something. Oh. And the defiance came out of us. Oh. So it was behavior and, modification. Yeah. 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 And instead of uh, I. The state just doesn't understand this. But there's a spiritual aspect, right? To it. And yeah. unless that's unless that's dealt with, it, unless that's dealt it's with, just not much can be done, right? right. And, and a lot of people think that same way too. Not just you know where you were at, mm-hmm. and a, a lot of normies think that same way. Well, why can't you just change what you do? Mm-hmm. It's more than that. It's your hearts, your souls, your brains, your thoughts. It's the whole person. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's got to be. And, and and any treatment center that's worth its weight is yeah. holistic in nature. They're going to address. Every aspect of the person, mm-hmm. not just remove the chemicals, 
put you to work somewhere, yeah. you know, vocational rehab, and then expect you not to relapse. Yeah. And that's how mine was. It was everything, mind, body, and soul. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think that's absolutely necessary to. Yeah. And I hate to be a stickler on that, but that's uh, the only thing that seemed to help me. And once that was offered to me and I seen my, mm-hmm. uh, I was in a position that I should give this thing a try. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. And I'm just amazed. I'm just completely amazed mm-hmm. at what's taken place in my life. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and especially to the fact that this obsessive idea that I could do this. And somehow it would be different. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I could get away with it. That is not there. That obsession is not right. there. I know. It's not there for computers, for phones, for for any kind of drug or alcohol. Yeah. 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 Now, there's a miracle. And, and um, that's the deal. And that's so when I explain to family members, these guys I work with out at, at the Adult and Teen Challenge Center, they want to know the, what what is... What is the obsession? What mm-hmm. is the allergy about? You know, and it just a light comes on and they realize. And then they, I had this one gal says, you know what? I think I obsess over this. Now that you explain obsession. Exactly. I said, yeah, yeah. we don't know until we're told. We don't, we don't know. Yeah, people, if they want to be honest with themselves yeah. mm-hmm. and they look at their obsession with these phones and the idea that they have to have them and the excuses because that's the way society is today is a crock. Yeah. And the, but the thing that's not a crock is once the brain, especially with a young person mm-hmm. where their brain is still developing and the deva- the brain develops wrongly because of these devices, yep. the reality is really real. It's not imagined. They are dependent on these you, things. You bet. They can get addicted to because anything. Because their wiring of the brain is backwards. You, you bet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, boy, let me make it clear. It's not that these things don't become addictions. They're addictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And are they worth it? Didn't society get along? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And why? Why has it become an addiction? Ask yourself that question. And I, I got to tell you, I think, and then we'll move back into this the thing about uh, imprisonment. But I'll tell you what. What proves to me, again, that even in the area of technology... Um, that we've got a spiritual battle going on is, and I'm not saying that that everybody in government wakes up in the morning and says, let's mm-hmm. get these people addicted. But I think the enemy of our, of our soul is playing some of these folks like a fine-tuned instrument. And if we can get young people yeah. to be illiterate, yeah, they're computer savvy, but can they, can, can, can they actually add? Can they... Mm-hmm. Problem solve? Can they in, engage in conflict resolution? Can they read? Can, can they write a letter? Yeah. Can they comprehend what they read? Because if we can get them not to do any of those things, yeah, then we can control them. See, if you can't think yep. for yourself, unless you got your iPad, I can control you. Well, it, nowadays it, nobody can even have a real conversation anymore. I was actually, I took Walter out for his birthday dinner, and um. I looked around and hardly anybody was talking. Everybody was right. on their phones <laughs> at the table. I'm like, this is, and I'm no angel. I do it too. I get it, you know, but it was his birthday. I set it down and I'm able to do that. But almost every, at least every other 
couple or family. They're all just, and one had like 10 people in their party, and they were all just on their phones. That's sad. Lack of communication. Yeah, so don't, We don't even talk to one another. Exactly. So from the National Institute on Drug Abuse, and you can visit the website at drugabuse.gov, uh, the connection between drug use and crime is well known. Drug use is in, uh, uh, implicit in, in at least five types of drug-related offenses. And here, here's the main five. Offenses related to drug possession or sales. Okay, mm-hmm. that's illegal. Okay, <laughs> offenses directly related to obtaining drugs. In other words, stealing to get money for drugs. Stealing is illegal, just so you know. Uh, number three, offenses related to a lifestyle that includes association with other offenders or with illicit markets. Yeah, giving giving people drugs back and forth right. is illegal. Illicit markets, cartels, that kind of thing. A what? Cartels, the drug cartels. What's that? Drug cartels, organizations that control the drug trade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, offenses related to abusive and violent behaviors, including domestic violence and sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And number five, offenses related to driving while intoxicated or under the influence, which can include property damage, accidents, injuries, and fatalities. Okay, so you don't put a drug addict in jail for being an addict. Yeah. But we're not putting him in jail for being an addict. We're putting him in jail because of the behaviors behind the act of addiction. Mm-hmm. You break into my house, I'm calling the police. Yeah. If I see you driving intoxicated, I'm calling the police. Mm-hmm. My kids are out there driving cars sober. I don't want them running into you. You know, if I know that you're smoking pot and you're getting in your car, I don't care what state it's in where it's legal. I'm calling the police. Mm-hmm. You're going to jail. And I, I like what Bill Piper said, one of the guys that listens to the show, um, and he's an avid listener of Recovery 101 as well. Uh, he did a video. Uh, he's a Christian man in recovery. He did a video about, you know what? If you break the law, if you're an addict and you break the law, see, there's two different things going on there. Mm-hmm. Addict and break the law. Okay, I'm not breaking the law by being chemically dependent. I'm breaking the law by the things I do behind Your it. actions. Then you need to suck it up, go to jail, do your time, yep. and quit whining. Mm-hmm. You break the law, you break the law. You go to jail for that. Yep. And I am to agree. And I don't think I'm being harsh. I think I'm just saying, look at, you need to know what you're getting into here. Because I'm telling you, people that have, those of you who are sitting around listening right now that are saying, well, what's wrong with having one beer? I've never had a beer before. Well, if you're one in five that that is alcoholic with before you put it in your body, do you mm-hmm. want to take that chance? Because I'll guarantee you at some point, if you release that animal... It's going to be wagging you and you're not wagging it, and you're very likely going to go to jail yep. for something that's alcohol-related. So, I mean, come on. If you break the law, you go to jail. Yeah, I, and I, there's I, if you're hooked and you're addicted to drugs, okay, I mean, you're addicted to them. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that you're doing something illegal. Well, you didn't get, you didn't get there without doing something illegal, right? Well, that that, that I all mean, depends. If on you've a got a genetic things, disposition, think, but and you're not doing anything, that's one thing. You're uh-huh. involved in an illegal uh, transaction when you're buying drugs. That's right. You see what that's I mean? That's right. And I'm not sure what the leash is or how to apply it with people that are just using to try to put them in a place where if they 
what help they can get it, mm-hmm. and you're not uh, uh, taking their civil rights away from them right. because they have this illness. You're not willing to work with that. Right. Yeah, and see, so I, I, was, don't, I don't know how that goes and what it would cost. I wasn't that way, though. I, I had multiple, like, um, well, I had at first two DUIs, but one got dropped to reckless driving. But I was given help, and I needed that harsh slap of reality, you know, at, when I got arrested over, you know, my ex-employer yeah. here in Oregon. But I needed that. I, that. I needed that to get help. And people don't think alcohol is a drug. Dude, look how stupid it made me. Of course, it's it a, drug. a drug. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Well, and so again, I'm glad you, I went to jail. If you go to jail for getting a DUI, you're not going to jail because you're an alcoholic. You're going to jail because you drove drunk. Well, drunk. yeah, I know, but I mean, right. that last time when I, I know I needed help, and right, I was right, at that point where it's like I, I don't know what to do. So here's some interesting facts: a drug use and intoxication can impair judgment, duh, resulting <laughs> resulting in criminal behavior poor anger management, and violent behavior. Sometimes drug users steal money or property to be able to buy drugs. That's a no-brainer. We know that. And quite frankly, may I just say that people are sick and tired of us breaking into their cars, into their homes. Mm -hmm. Doctors are tired of us coming in for detox, throwing up on their shoes and not paying our bills. (laughs) Um, It goes on to say, often they will commit crimes while high on drugs and many drug users are sent to jail or prison. In 2012... Nearly 7 million adults were involved with the criminal justice system, state or federal prisons, local jails, including nearly 5 million who were under probation or parole supervision. Mm -hmm. A 2004 survey by the U.S. Department of Justice estimated that about 70% of state and 64% of federal prisoners regularly use drugs prior to incarceration. The study also showed that one in four violent offenders in state prisons committed their offenses while under the influence of drugs. Mm-hmm. Most prisoners serving time for drug-related crimes were not arrested for simple possession. Nope. So when you're talking about decriminalizing addiction, mm-hmm. I get it. Again, you're not going to jail because you are an addict. You're going to jail because of the behavior. And you're not even going to jail because of possession, many of you. Among sentenced prisoners under state just, uh Jurisdiction in 2008, 18% were sentenced for drug offenses and only 6% were incarcerated for drug possession alone. Mm -hmm. Just over 4% were drug offenders with no prior sentences. In 2009, about half, 51% of federal prisoners who represent 13% of the total prison population had a drug offense as the most serious offense. Federal data shows that the vast majority, 99.8%, of federal prisoners sentenced for drug offenses were incarcerated for drug trafficking. Uh-huh. Not for having possession, mm-hmm. not for being high, but for trafficking. 99.8%. Yep. Simple possession is even less of a factor with crimes related to marijuana. Only one-tenth of 1%, 0.1% of state prisoners were marijuana possession offenders with no prior sentences. So everybody out there that's saying, well, we're... We we got to decriminalize marijuana because we're spending all this money putting people in jail for smoking pot. Mm-hmm. Point or zero point one percent. So that's not really true. No, the majority of people going to jail for drug offenses is not surrounded around marijuana. <laughs> um, although 
the more people that are getting in car accidents now behind the wheel stoned, this may go up. Yep. I hope it does. So to Jeff, my friend Jeff, who says the taxpayers can't afford it, um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, it costs like 50 times more to send somebody to a year treatment than it does to house them in jail for three months. Yeah. Whoa. It's crazy how much it, it, less it, 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 it costs the taxpayer to mm-hmm. actually put them in treatment. Treatment, the right kind, holistic treatment, is very successful. These 30-day spin cycles, not so much. Nope. Um, but but the deal it is, again, it's treatment centers that are holistic, that are addressing the spiritual issue as well. Um, so it costs us way more to imprison somebody, you know, for a nonviolent drug offense mm-hmm. than it does to, to get them into treatment. Oh, I thought you said it would cost more to, to treat them. No, no, no. It costs less. Yeah, like fifty I was times over here just like fifty, yeah. 50 <laughs> times more to house them for three months than a year of treatment. Mm. I mean, it's it's huge. Um, and so Jeff's right. The other side of the coin, though, is um, e- even though it costs that, there's got to be a consequence, a legal consequence for breaking the law while under the influence of narcotics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There has to be, and, and the law should step in and do that. But if we're not willing to treat the problem, then I don't think you're going to find we're an not, answer. We're not. Now, I know that CRC was trying to address it. Right. You know, but they weren't doing it holistically. Right. They Th- were, they therefore, were, it was a half measure on their part. Yeah, and see that's and, a- and this the state and people have to come to the understanding that this is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there is a solution if you start to look at this thing like through all these other addictions that people are starting to pick up. Yeah. and it's the same thing as picking up a drug addiction. We lose ourselves. We bury ourselves in it. It makes us feel better. Yeah. Even though the consequences are worse. You know, it's crazy what goes on in the human mind. Right. So if they start to look at some of these other things that they don't see as jailable offenses like using your telephones and causing wrecks because you can't even stay off it long enough while you're driving. Right. Because you have to have it for your business or you'll go out broke. Right. You see what I mean? That's crazy. Mm. But see, we bought into that kind of mentality. But these people are obsessed. They're addicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're driving down the street and you're on your phone and you're texting on your phone and you get an accident and and and, and you kill somebody, that's homicide. That, 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 that's homicide. Yeah. That's that, that, negligible homicide. The, yeah. Uh, I wish they would so enforce homicide, the law but, more on yeah. that, though, because even. Everybody's on their phones driving down the road. It's crazy. And in this state... There's no tickets or That's illegal. That would be a manslaughter. Yeah, manslaughter. I don't know if it's... Involuntary manslaughter. Homicide would be classified under that, but... Yeah, but manslaughter. Mm -hmm. Right. Listen to what we're saying. Manslaughter. You know, we're taking a human life because we can't put the phone down. Right. We know we're wrong and we do it anyway. Listen to what I'm saying. We know we're wrong and we do it Anyway, what's that's, that's up with that? Out. Yeah, sad reality. Yeah, but see that should that should just make your skin crawl. Sure, mm-hmm. you understand addiction way more than you think. 
way more than you think. And it's been said, and we'll say it here again, if you're not willing to deal with the whole problem, mm-hmm. if you're not willing to work at it at, on that level, then I don't think you're going to find an answer. You're just going to be all over the place trying to teach somebody to change their behavior mm-hmm. when maybe they can't. Well, that's why I like that documentary I watched. I think it was around like September, October. And I can't remember the place. But anyways, this um, rehab counselors and the, the police were working together. And instead of housing them in jail, they're trying to find them like safe homes and treatment centers. And even if it wasn't in the state, I think it was California, but I can't remember. But that it was a good tact. It was California. And it's starting to grow, but it's a slow growth because not all places want to do it. They don't either the cops don't want to work with the counselors or vice versa, or they either just don't care. I'll give you another way. It's sad. Mind, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. No. Well, you can't yeah. leave one of those out. You know, it's interesting you know I mean? because in, 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 in Western civilization, we've divided it up, mind, body, and spirit, or mind, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. In the Jewish culture, it was all one thing. They didn't <gasps> mm-hmm. divide it up. They they saw that as this is a whole person. Yeah. The, the mind, they're not separate things. And so until we start in treatment centers, start looking at it, mm-hmm. like some of them that are real successful do, mm-hmm. as one, we're one whole being, it, we're not, it's not, not going to work. Don't yeah. compartmentalize this thing and, and right. put your faith over here and say, I'm, I'm at work, so that shouldn't affect that. Yeah. You, know, you leave it over there. Maybe you should be learning to live out of your faith. So holistic treatment offers the best alternative for interrupting the drug use criminal justice cycle for offenders with drug problems. Jail holistic treatment. I get why a lot of people in 12-step fellowships are really anti-treatment. Some of, some of my closest friends, people that have been on this show on several yep. occasions, hate the whole treatment thing. Mm-hmm. What they're what they hate about it is these organizations that aren't holistic. That's yeah. that's who they're pointing the finger at. The bad ones. Um, and I, and, I I'm and I with them. I'm with them. I am I'm too. Sorry, I am with them. Because oh. I, I am too. Because I don't care. It, it a center that's worth its weight is going to be have a twelve step model. Mm-hmm. It's going to be holistic. Mm-hmm. It's going to address the spiritual aspect of this thing. And if it doesn't. It is only a half measure on the part of, yeah. of the treatment facility, and half measures availed us zip. Mm-hmm. They just make things worse. Yeah. You, There's you know. always the individual that can change his behavior, and they do have some. Yeah, some but they're not at, they're not addicts people. or alcoholics. But yeah, they do. Yeah, but we're not sure that they're real alcoholics. Right. We're not sure. You know what I mean? That what would have happened if they would have done some spiritual work with this uh, these individuals too yeah you see we're, we're having to guess when all we're asking is give it a chance you know treat the whole person treat it as an illness and treat it as though maybe these people are obsessing that they have a problem uh-huh. that can be dealt with without just trying to change their behavior or giving them some kind of psychotherapy yeah, and I, I I don't take offense to like what you guys said, but luckily mine, the one I chose was like that. But not all of them are like that. No. More and more are becoming they're getting they're starting to get the idea. Yeah, you know. Um, so drug abuse treatment can be incorporated into criminal justice settings in a variety of ways. These include um, 
uh, holistic treatment as a condition of probation, mm-hmm. drug courts that blend judicial monitoring and sanctions with treatment. And I am very pro-drug court because yeah. I've seen it work really, really well. You bet. Uh, treatment in prison followed by community-based treatment after discharge and holistic treatment under parole or probation supervision. Mm-hmm. See, uh, there's a, there, I think they think there's a huge problem with that because they think we're talking about religion here. Right. They, they, they think, that the, and so they don't want to put that in there because they think we're going to convert you or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Free by the Sea, one of the most successful treatment centers in the West Coast, up mm-hmm. in Ocean Park, Washington. They're Christian-owned and operated, but they have, there's a lot of Native Americans up in that part of the country. Yep. So they have, they have Native, Native American drum circles. They have um, That's so cool. meditation, prayer and meditation programs. Um, they, they have a heavy Christian influence there. Um, and, and that's really their heart, but they're not turning any way away, anybody away from their belief system. Um, but they are encouraging them. If you're, it's like you do, Bruce, if, if you say that this is where your higher power is, if this is your spiritual, Mm -hmm. then we expect you to expand on that. And if it doesn't work out for you, we have maybe another suggestion, but we expect you to dig into that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they 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 don't say you got to believe this, you got to believe that. Yeah. They leave that up to God. Yeah. And because of that, their center is amazingly and successful. And we hope mm-hmm. that we live our lives in a manner which would be attractive. That's right. And safe that a person could come and ask them what our faith is. Now that we're not trying to change. And I'm going to tell the audience something. I don't have the ability to do that. No. Mm-hmm. Nope. Dave, I I live a life in a way that I'd like to to be a of an arm of my Savior to to help others to come to know Him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but the only way you're going to know Him is through a personal relationship. Yeah, not through me. That's right. You know, That's I'm right. just going to be a a doorway you could look at, Sarah, a window you could look at and say, "Oh, that's what it's about." Right. See, yeah. but if I'm not living my life in that manner, you know, then there's something wrong with my walk. Mm-hmm. I better start checking myself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, before we close with this really powerful song mm-hmm. and a little bit of this guy's testimony right as he introduces this song, um, what about the guy who's out of jail now, out of prison? He's got a record. He's trying to get a job, and no one will give him the time of day mm-hmm. because of it. Well, I have to tell you, that is a sad reality and sad consequences of some of our actions. Now, can you maneuver through that? Yes, people do it all the time. Yeah. If that's you, I want you to hear this song because this guy gets it. He's mm-hmm. been there, and he wrote this song because of it. Um, don't give up. Don't give up. Press in. And for those of you who are not willing to hire somebody because of their mistakes, you may be not hiring the wrong person because there's a lot of people out there doing this stuff that work for you already and you don't know it. Amen. Some of these guys have come out the other side and they make some of the best employees that you will ever have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want you to listen to this song for all of you employers out there, all of you family members out there. Listen to Jeff Bates share a little bit of his story and this song as we close out this show. This will rock your world. Hi, I'm Jeff Bates. 
I'm celebrating five years of being drug-free. For those of you that don't know about my past, I was addicted to methamphetamine. And from the first time I did it, for the next year and a half, all I thought about was how to get some more. I sold everything I owned that had any value to it so I could support my habit. And when I ran out of things to sell, I started stealing from my friends. And on March 14, 2001, I was arrested for grand theft and drug possession. I remember waking up in jail after about seven days and having my first clear thought in months and realizing that I'd hurt and cheated and lied to everybody that I knew and loved and cared about. I was ashamed. The only thing I needed to do was what my mama, my mama taught me to do. And that was get down on my knees and pray. I asked him to help me and he did. And then I got on the phone and I started calling everybody that I'd taken anything from. I told him I'd pay them back when I got out of jail, which I did. But the thing that really blew me away was out of everybody that I hurt, cheated, lied to, stole from. Every single one of them forgave me. So we do this song for anybody out there who needs forgiveness or maybe needs to give forgiveness. It says here you're from Houston You're certified to drive a truck It doesn't say what you've been doing The last five years Then I watched his eyes keep reading Then I watched his eyes look up And watched another job I needed disappear Cause when they get to the line if you've been convicted of a crime They say thanks for coming in And they don't call you back I ain't asking for every job under the sun I just want one second chance On August 22nd Little Jacob's turning five But his mama moved him half a state away I left another message On her phone at home last night And she finally had her lawyer Call today She knows I can't afford To take this thing to court and I'm trying hard to make her understand I ain't asking for every weekend of every month I just want one second chance I was young and I was stupid I regretted every day I ain't saying I didn't do it But I from my mistakes It's a lost and empty feeling When they don't want you around Yeah, I find 
finally got my freedom But what good is it now? There's some days when it feels like It's been a hundred years Sometimes it seems like only yesterday We were painting Jacob's nursery Counting days till he was here Next thing I knew I'd thrown it all away Now I know I can't go back To the life I used to have When I still held the whole world in my hand I had a job, I had a wife, I had a son Now I just want one Second chance Mr. Jeff Bates here at Take 12 Recovery Radio Listening to our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with Tony and Bruce, and we're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of Take 12 Recovery Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.